gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of Not History. It's time for a bookish booty call with our bit on the side. Oh, please say that it's that hussy mystery. A mystery? I didn't hack my way through the gunpowder plot for you people to then immediately check out and do a lazy mystery. Don't worry, Bilbo, it's Heracles, which means you get to be the sexy one. We're long overdue that audio cuddle. Well, all right, but I don't ask for this, listener. Mmm, God cuddles. Aren't those cuddly arms the ones he killed his family with? Tombo! Keep it light, Tombo. Bobby! The man, Bobby! Now you've made Pear Bear cry. This isn't why we started. The silly history boy show. <laughs> oh, we're doing Heracles, so I'm the villain. I'm just getting into character, and for my next trick, I shall flush your invoices down the toilet and one star us on... No! 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 Not that! That's how I garner meaning for my entire life! We're still stuck on 32! Come on, someone! Be the 33rd rating! Start the show! Before he hurts anyone else! I'm doing it! I'm doing it now! The last time we saw Heracles, he had just completed the second of his impossible labours. Slaying the nine-headed Hydra. Heracles biffed the Hydra, and also its mate, the giant monster crab, Cancer. But then the Var of God stepped in and said it didn't count. As he'd had help from his nephew and also some fire. Now, you'd think this would be good news for King Eurystheus. But it wasn't, because Heracles was still alive. And worse still, was becoming something of a celebrity. I mean, seven foot tall, ruggedly handsome, wears a natty magic lion skin dressing gown and kills monsters. How could he not get noticed? So when Heracles approached the palace of King Eurystheus to get his next labour, a crowd had gathered. Oh my god, it's him! It's Heracles! Oh, Some Heracles! What's your next labour, big man? I'm not sure, good sir. I'm just on my way to see King Eurystheus to find out. Oh, I wonder what monstrous horror he'll be off for next. Do you think you could sort out all the dog dirt outside my back door? That mess genuinely is monstrous. Hey, 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 maybe you could get those awful students who move my bin. Please, my friends. These labours are a punishment for my crimes. I mean, I like helping people, but this is not a publicity stunt. You must not treat me like a David Beckham with a club, because he let us down recently. Basically, what I mean is, I'm not a celebrity. Get me into here. Sorry, Heracles. That's that's all right. Now all of you must be off home, okay? Okay, Heracles. Good. Now I'm just gonna stand here at the gates and wait for Eurystheus to come and give me my next labour. Yay, Heracles! You're the man! You're the best! Oh, we love you so much! Look at those biceps! I just want to give him a lick! Oh dear. Inside his gloomy palace, King Eurystheus hears the crowd and scowls. Bear, bum kissers, stupid bum kissing peasants. 
In a temper, he hurls his Burton Albion LDV Van semi-final trophy mug at the wall and pulls aside a black and gold curtain. In the gloomy light beyond is a shrine. Covered in weird childish drawings, disconcerting nursery school sculptures and blurred disposable camera pictures. All of a lady's face. The king kneels to the shrine. And what is thy bidding, my mistress? From the shrine comes a fell voice, and possibly a hologram like in Empire Strikes Back. King Eurystes, has he arrived? He is here, mighty, wonderful, and, might I say, beautiful Hera. Enough, creep. As long as that muscle-bound insult remains alive, you shall remain in my bad books. But my queen... Hush! All your so-called schemes to kill this chump have failed. Well, they were kind of your schemes as well, uh, so... You dare question me, you crawling mortal! No, my dear Hera, but, but Heracles is quite a big chap and he is half-god. No matter the beast, he always finds a way to succeed. Maybe having him fight monsters is sort of playing to his strengths a bit, you know. And that, dull creature, is why his next labor shall be his undoing. You will tell Heracles to bring to you the magic five-horned hind of Artemis. The Cenarian hind? The dear, dear of Artemis, the goddess of the hunt? The very same. The hind can run faster than the wind. It shall amuse me to watch that dim gym head try and catch a creature of such grace. Oh, it sounds like top balance, my queen. What have I told you about using the word balance in my presence? Forgive me, my queen, also, and, and forgive me once again, but what if Heracles does somehow catch the hand? I mean, it's a little doe, a deer, a female deer. It's not going to kill him, is it? Oh, I know it won't. In fact, I'm counting on his success. Because if he does succeed, Artemis will surely kill him for hassling her hide. Oh, that is clever. <laughs> and when Heracles is dead, we can put all this behind us. <laughs> and then, and then, my queen, then shall I receive your favor? Of course, my king. Up the brewers. Oh, oh my. What's Heracles is dead. <laughs> <laughs>Stay in school. Always thank the bus driver, your pal, Heracles. Oh, thank you, Heracles! I shall never watch this thigh again! Oh, God, yeah, gross. I mean, you're, you're welcome. I wonder where the king has got to. Uh, you know I'm not allowed in the palace to get my labours anymore. That's because the king's scared of you now, Heracles. Oh, you've really shown him up to be the biggest bumhead in Greece. Oh, actually, talking about bums, I've still got some room on mine if you wouldn't mind signing it. Oh, phew. Um, um, Eurystes stands forth to give me my next labour. <clears throat> Greetings, Lord King. Ah, Heracles. Have you got shorter? I think it's because I'm far away, Lord King. Because you're too chicken to give him labours face to face. Silence.
reeking peons. Oh. Heracles, your next labor is to bring me the Cenarian Hind. Bring it to me, Gates, and it shall become pride of place in the royal menagerie, alongside me singing walrus and the emu that plays chess. Very good, my king. I shall return with a deer. You're a deer, Heracles. Thank you. Bye. And so Heracles set out once more on his heroic quest. He didn't actually know where to start looking for the hind. So he went to the pub. But not just any pub, for the Hairy Huntsman pub was the biggest huntsman hangout in all of ancient Greece. It was a solid five stars on TripAdvisor, despite its rancid gentleman toilets. All because of the frankly epic pub grub. Flavor! Waitress! Click! Waitress! Waitress! We are, we are hungry! Hairy hunters and we demand sustenance! Good evening, gentlemen, and welcome to the Hairy Hunter. Finally! Finally! What can I get you? Well, hang on! Hang on! We like to make awkward chit chat first! We've noticed, my dear, that you have the correct number of thumbs, and that from where we're from, the Midlands, that lack of incestuous physical anomaly makes you a very rare beauty indeed. Young lady! Young lady! I am fifty. No matter, Miss. We have collectible cataracts. I see. On the basis that you two gentlemen have eaten so much rich food that you've gone blind, what can I now get you? Well, young lady, young lady. we like something light. Something light. We've just eaten lunch. <laughs> yes, lunch. I know you had lunch here. I served you 20 minutes ago. Yes, I'm famished. I believe I'll have... Something light. Um, dolphin on toast, please. Mm, yes, I'll have the dolphin on toast. But instead of the toast, I'll have, I'll have a pilot whale. <laughs> so, a dolphin on toast for sir, and a dolphin on a dolphin for sir. Anything else? Young lady! Young lady! We are not some gluttonous pair of eating machines. We are two of the finest trophy hunters in Greece. Uh, do you mean in literal Greece? Um, yes, ex uh, yes, exactly. We'll just have some crisps while we wait, please. Hunter's crisps. You know Hunter's crisps, young lady? Yes. An entire sack of spuds deep fried in the sack. With armfuls of salt and crammed with packs of rich butter. This is going to kill you. Kill us? Not with our active outdoor lifestyle. <laughs> now let us make room. Oh, here it comes. Good evening. Oh, God, my Seuss's beard. What is that stench? Oh, it smells like the inside of James Corden. 
Wow. Uh, good, good evening, sir. Welcome to the Harry Huntsman Hunting Lodge and Gastro Pub. Can I get you anything? Good evening, madam. I regret I can't stay long. I'm on the trail of a fantastic beast. Perhaps I could get uh, something to go. A salad, maybe. We beg your pardon, God, sir. Did you say salad, sir? That's right, friend. I can't stay long. I have a hunt to commence. And what are you hunting, sir? A grizzly lettuce, perhaps? A dangerous mountain asparagus? <laughs> what are you two bouncy castles getting at? How dare you, sir? An outrage, sir. A true huntsman would never insult his betters. A true huntsman is a man of manners. Oi, you, waitress, bring me a length of blue roller. I fear that I might have messed myself in all the excitement. Sir, if you click at the staff again, the next thing you eat shall be my fist. I have come here to learn how to find a certain quarry. But frankly, I could feel my arteries furring just standing here. What quarry do you think then, salad eater? Could I get the blue road, please? Really, really, really damn quickly. I seek the Cenarian Hind. I shall catch it. The Cenarian Hind? The sacred, uncatchable deer of Lady Artemis? That's the one, yes. Do you know where to find it? The Cenarian Hind, sir, goes where it wills, being as it is beloved of the goddess. None of us, gentlemen as we are, would ever dare hunt such a sacred creature. Cripes its running down my leg. Yet, if the gallant sprout botherer is resolved, I do recall that the beast frequents the land between the mountain forests of Thrace and the Hellespont. I saw it in my youth, sir. I shall never forget its beauty, not ever, no, never. It runs light as a breath. More like a bird on a wing than the beast of the earth, sir. Its antlers are burnished gold and they burn with the light of a hundred sunsets. To see it was one of the honors of my life. Good luck, sir. Good luck indeed. Oh, sorry. Thank you, gentlemen. Wish me luck. I shall to Thrace. Good hunting, sir. Good hunting, sir. Your hunky salad, sir. Ah, thank you, good lady. Kiss me. A pardon. And so Heracles set off to the mountains of Thrace in search of the mystical hind. The country was beautiful. Green forests of emerald trees, crystal clear lakes. It was a nice change from his usual haunts of reeking swamps and desolate wastelands. What a view! I must write a postcard to Meg and... Oh, oh yes. Not on holiday, Heracles. Better get to work. Heracles found a clearing in the forest. There was a cool stream running through it and plenty of tasty-looking leaves that might do for deer food. 
He picked a spot for his hiding place, making sure he was not downwind. He plunged his hands into the mud at the bed of the stream, and he rubbed himself all over. You know, I would love to have one labour, just the one, where I don't end up smothering myself in excrement. Still, I've heard this is good for the skin. And so, covered in mud, leaf litter, and anything else that Heracles was happy to slaver on himself in order to hide his scent, we're talking excrement here, boys and girls, the demigod hunched down at the edge of the clearing to wait for his quarry. The sun shone. The wind sighed through the trees. All day he crouched down in the stream bed till the sun dried the mud on his skin. He waited until the sun began to dip in the sky and set. A wonderful red-gold sunset across the mountains. That would make such a good screensaver. Wallpaper and lock screen. The sun set and the stars rose. It was a beautiful, clear night out here in the wild. And there were hundreds, no, thousands of stars twinkling overhead. And poor Heracles sighed, for he had no one to share such a beautiful sight with. And so he began to count in his head the stars to try and keep awake. But also to keep away the gnawing guilt that never really left him. I get that too when I've soloed a pack of biscuits. No, no, Tumbo, the, the guilt for murdering his family. Oh, yeah. Heracles had had a long journey. His eyes were heavy, and though he tried to keep awake, eventually Heracles slept under the stars. And he dreamed of better times. Wake up, What? Meg? Heracles awoke. It was cold. Really cold. The mud of his camouflage had a little dusting of frost. And through the forest, the dawn was coming up. And there was something else, too. Heracles blinked the frost from his eyes. Something was moving through the trees. Flickering from trunk to trunk, almost too quickly to be seen. Suddenly, the gold light of the sunrise was dazzling his eyes. And so he blinked through the sunspots and saw it. The golden hind of Artemis. And it was drinking at the pool just before his hiding spot. And it was, of course, all gold, like the chocolates. It glowed like the sunrise of a magical gold light. Heracles almost forgot his task and instead just gazed at the beautiful creature like it was Annika Hansen from Star Trek. The light flickered and the golden hind moved. It was so fast, fast as a hummingbird. One moment it stood yards away and now it was but inches from his hiding place, cropping the grass on the bank of the stream. The demigod tenses his muscles and prepares to spring. He takes the very slightest of breaths. The hind looks up. Oh dear. And legs it. Heracles throws himself at the beast in a highly illegal rugby tot spear tackle. And unlike that England winger in the women's final the other week, <laughs> incidentally, ha 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 England, he misses completely. Oh, knickers. Let's get after it. I don't want to be left behind. Heracles gets to jogging. Streaking away in the distance, he can just about make out the hinds behind. Oh, man, that thing is fast! I need to stop skipping cardio. The golden blur streaks through the mountain forest, with the demigod puffing in its wake like Uncle Bob Bob on sports day. Shut 
Ah! The hind leads Heracles a merry dance through the thick woods. Pine needles poke at him, brambles tear at him, and his lion skin dressing gown slanks Ow! Damn it, my branches. dressing gown slash slank it! His muscles burn and the sweat pours into his eyes, and he can only just about keep the hind in sight without a hope of catching it. But he plows on because he is, after all, Heracles. And as the chase goes downhill, he sees a chance. The beast is running down to a canyon, a rock defile with great grey cliffs climbing up on both sides. Maybe I can snag it in here. Must keep running. The canyon bends and twists. Dead trees, roots, and a fast-flowing stream make the going treacherous. Not that this bothers the golden oh, No. It skips and hurdles like Shane Williams in his prime. It doesn't bother Heracles much either. His meaty legs smash the trees aside, and a brace of his shoulders sends him crashing Ooh. right through the rocky obstacles. As the canyon bends and twists, Heracles at last begins to gain on his quarry. <sighs> By the magic trainers of Nike. I'm doing it. Look at me go. And as the hind slips around a sharp turn, all of a sudden, there is a dead end. Gotcha. The golden beast is trapped on three sides by the sheer grey cliffs. It sniffs the air as Heracles carefully comes close. Now listen, dear, I, I, I'm not going to hurt you. I've just got to show you to King Bumhead. And, well, he did mention a royal menagerie. But it's a royal menagerie. It sounds charming. You'll, you'll eat better than most of the UK, I promise you. The Golden Hind looks at Heracles with literal doe eyes. It seems unlikely that it smiles. But smile it does. Gently does it now. Here, dearie, dearie. Come on now. As Heracles eases closer, the hind flicks its ears, tosses its head, and runs. Up the sheer canyon wall like a breakdancer, looping over Heracles' head and behind him. It flicks its golden tail and skips off like a cheeky streak of lightning back the way it had come. Dumbfounded, mud splattered, and panting like a dog in a sausage factory, Heracles watches it go and fills his lungs. His terrible language echoes for many miles across the mountains. Right, no messing about now. Come here, dear. Sore and tired, yet determined, Heracles sets off once more, following the animal's tracks across the country. This time, he keeps his distance, so as not to startle the creature. The tracks lead east towards the sea. I have an idea. Is it the same idea? Well, I'm going to trap the golden deer against the sea, and oh, oh, yes. Y y yes, it is. Well, I'm sure it's going to work this time. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the magic stag can run on water, C can it? Heracles follows the footprints till the black soil turns to sand. And in the distance, you can hear the rolling waves of the Hellespont. Labs for sale. Winkles. Fresh clam. Other pristine innuendos for purchase. Excuse me, man of the sea. Hello, large sir. Caught the fresh whiff of my fruits of the mare, have you? Well, actually, as whiffs go, that bucket doesn't smell that fresh. Alas, good sir, I'm having a mare selling me wares. 
My brother, the salty fisherman from episode 9 of the Silly History Boy show, owns a rustic fish restaurant. Of course, the breakfast burger. I must be close to home. No breakfast burgers now due to an insanity-related mishap. I shan't bore you with the details. But, damage to property, hundreds dead, whole community bereft, terribly bad for business. So I've been forced to start hoiking buckets of crab up and down the beach, but alas... There are no tourists. Yes, no tourists. But, changing the subject, have you seen... Owen, no doubt, to the terrible slaughter. A great bear of a fellow he was. Like like you, actually. Drinking people's heads. Salty fisherman from episode 9's brother. Have you seen a deer? A deer? Do you mean the lass in Byzantium that looks like Taylor Swift? Oh, she's a deer and no mistake. No, I mean a golden deer. The hind of Artemis. I followed its tracks here. Oh, the magic, untouchable deer. Well, yes, occasionally it comes here to the shores of the Hellespont to shake off anyone who's chasing it. Holy crab paste, this is perfect. I can see its tracks leading up to that rocky headland, leading out to sea. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Can I not interest you in a winkle? No? Oh, well. Crabs for sale, fresh clam, suspicious sea cucumber... More maritime double entendres. All it is, it's a little bit of money and it goes right into my sloshy pocket. Heracles rushes to follow the tracks in the sand. Tracks that lead to a rocky outcrop jutting out into the surf. And stood at its end, as if waiting, is the golden hind of Artemis. Got you this time, dear. The hind flickers its dainty golden ear and gives the demigod a cheeky shake of the head. Then it bends and limbers up like a sprinter and goes flying off. Across the water! Golden limbs a blur like Sonic at the height of his 90s glory. Oh, shut the front door. Massive, suggestive eel. I got tentacles that could tickle the likes of your... Fisherman! I want to purchase some of your wares. Ooh, at last. What'll it be? Handful of salty tadpole, is it? Your bucket, friend. And quickly. Finally, a sail. Here you are. No time to find alternative transport. This will have to... Oh, oh I forgot it was full. That'll be four million drachmar. Put it on the slate. Yep. And thus, in an extremely unlikely turn of events, which almost certainly isn't in the original version, it's not, thought not, Heracles sets off in pursuit. Meaty legs jammed into the fishy bucket to keep him from sinking, and arms going like paddle wheels. Thanks, Zeus, for radio. That's action radio for you, Peabody. Oh, this is very silly. Keep paddling, you. Fine. Stroke. Stroke. So the chase continues across continents. Heracles makes landfall on the other side of the Hellespont, and then discards his ransom transport. Oh, now my flip-flops hum a fish. I'm going to have to run through a car wash or something. But first, tracks. And look, in the distance, I spy with my demigod eye a little golden light, the hind. Onwards! Once again, our hero picks up the trail, which leads from the sea to the great stretch of flat plain. Normally, this is how the Golden Hind shakes off its pursuers. If the Hellespont doesn't serve them, then the hard, fast going of the Anatolian plain will. 
but the Hind has never been chased by a demigod before. The Golden Hind stops and looks back across the horizon at the little puff of dust getting bigger. It sniffs and gets a pungent waft of fishy flip-flops. And because it's a magic deer, the Golden Hind shakes its pretty golden head, as if to say, what is this guy's deal? The Hind flickers its ears and sets off once more. And for the very first time, makes a mistake. Night falls across the plain as Heracles plods wearily along. The stars come out and a bright moon shines, and Heracles discovers a truth known only to that mad breed of hero, the jogger. For some reason, the rhythm of his breath settles. The cold night air fills his lungs and somehow... His legs are not so heavy. His lungs do not hurt, and he feels he can run forever. For Heracles has entered the magic realm of the second breath. Oh, take a day off, right? You see, listener, a long time ago, Uncle Bob Bob squelched his way around the Liverpool Marathon and he desperately wants you all to know. Second breath is real, dear Uncle Bilbo. No matter how bad a runner you are, it comes to you eventually. And it is the closest thing to flying you will ever experience. You just uh, have to keep going. So do you. This one is running long. Stephen Fry only gives it less than a page in his version. Underwritten, folks. Anyway, Heracles flies along now, under the light of the stars, and for the first time, that golden glimmer on the horizon starts to get closer. But under the soles of his sandals, the earth begins to change into dry sand. The sun begins to rise, a dull red that fills the dawn sky. Whoa! Now that is a screensaver. Wallpaper and lock screen. It is beautiful indeed, but as the sun continues to rise, it reveals a terrible landscape. Oh, a great golden desert stretches out for miles. As the sun climbs higher into the sky, Heracles feels like he's being kissed by a radiator. The air shimmers in the dawn, and all of a sudden, Heracles flip-flop crushes something very, very dry. A human skull, seared white in the terrible sun, gazes back at Did Heracles. I bring any water? Run, Heracles! Run! If you stop now, you'll never get going again! When I did the marathon, I did a marathon, boys and girls, my friend James stopped for ten minutes to have a poo, and it ruined our time completely! And it was hard to get going again. Only a fool argues with a plump jugger. Thanks, Uncle Bob-Bob. Uh, dear Uncle Bob-Bob, please, let's be formal. And under that terrible, blazing sun, Heracles sets off once more. It only gets worse. The desert winds whip coarse sand up into his eyes oh. and nose. <coughs> I hate sand! <coughs> it gets everywhere! The sweat pours from his brow, mixing with his diligent Factor 50 sun cream, which oozes into oh. his eyes. Oh, the pain! Oh, pain like no other. There is no escape, no shelter, no respite from the terrible burning sun. Oh, God. It's like working for Tom Furmore across heritage sites in the broiling summer of 2022. Oh, kill us oh, now! Kill us, kill us now! Ingrates. It was hot! I don't control the weather. Anyway, <clears throat> Heracles staggers onwards across the arid hellscape. And now the land changes into something worse. 
great sand dunes rise up from the rolling desert floor, miles of terrible shifting sand. To take one step forward, one must scramble another three as the cruel dune crumbles to nothing underfoot. Oh, come on! But at the cresting summit of the dune, scrambling and scrabbling, is the Golden Hind. He has closed the distance to mere feet and inches. The hind is played out. Flagging. Bushed. Even the magic beast is not immune to the hellish sun. It is exhausted, and Heracles finally has a chance. Must reach top. Complete labor. Speak normally again. With a final Herculean effort, Heracles drives himself up the dune. On hands and knees, he practically swims up the crumbling sand dragging himself onward and upward to the top, to victory. But as he crests the summit, he finds nothing. The Golden Hind is nowhere to be found until he looks down. Oh. Oh no. Exhausted from the chase, the Golden Hind lies dead at the top of the dune. And a terrible wave of shame flows over our crestfallen hero. I didn't mean for this. This was supposed to make up for... The awful things I've done. But life can't pay for life. Oh, dear. At this particularly terrible pun, the Golden Hind manages to open a single disapproving eye. You're alive. Thank the gods. Here, drink this. Like the chap and a half that he is, Heracles feeds the Hind the only water he has with him. What a guy. And when the golden creature does not rise, he hefts it up on his shoulders and carries it. Away across the sweltering sand to safety, to the green lands on the desert's edge. He can just about feel the hind's heart beating at his back. At the first water he finds, Heracles gently lays the creature down in the shade of a tree and fills his canteen once more. Still took it out, eh, little pal? Well, you rest now. And then an arrow flies out of nowhere and nails his hand to the shady tree. Oh, my hand. You know, you know what, listener? This has been a really sucky day. You dare hunt my golden hide. Lady Artemis? No, I'm the tooth fairy. Who do you think I am, mortal slug? My lady, I beg your forgiveness. Oh, you're bad, all right. Listen, I was quested to catch it, your pet, but I swear I would have released it uh, once I'd shown it to the king. You mortals think the creatures of the wild are yours, but you shall learn to your cost that they are under my protection. Now you shall pay for your crime. I've been paying for my crimes for a long time. To die by your bow is a more honorable death than I deserve. I was a fool to think the labors of Heracles could pay for the crimes of Heracles. What was that, Meathead? Did you say Heracles? I am he, and I accept your judgment. Tell me, does the butler at the Secret Affairs hideout still put his kebabs on Zeus's credit card? Excuse me? Am I really the first of father's secret affairs babies you've met? Well, it's, it's, it's hard to keep track of your genealogy when you're nailed to a tree with arrows. Oh, sorry. 
Here, down you go. Oh! sis. You see, Heracles, I am also the fruit of one of father's away days. Now a stepmother made sure that I had a hard time. But eventually Hera's anger turns elsewhere, and it is then that we can find our place in the world. I found my place. was all I wanted, and it was taken from me. I know. But you have a new role now. Your labours give people hope. Every time you are sent to your death, you find a way to win through. And hope is very important, little brother. So I shan't kill you. Thank you, sister. I'm sure these holes in my hands will heal in no time. At this point, the Golden Hind gets up and nuzzles the goddess. You're lucky I didn't put those arrows elsewhere. Chasing mummy, special little dear. And you are special, aren't you, my little pudding? Aren't you? Aren't you? Give mummy a cuddle. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, um, this is probably a bad time to mention that I have to show the hind to King Bumhead to complete my labour. Fine, but if you harm a hair on its head, then it'll be another arrowing for you, even if we are family. Now be on your way, little brother. See you at Christmas. And with that, the goddess of the hunt disappears in a very gamey puff of smoke. The golden hind trots up to Heracles' side and gives him a sort of... Well, what's the plan now, look? Mm, yeah, well, I appear to have chased you across uh, half a continent, so I guess we'll have the walk back to think about it. Don't look at me like that. It takes Heracles and his furry friend some time to walk the 11,000 miles back to Greece. Uh, maybe maybe you could have thought of a way to sort of speed up the journey a bit, dear Uncle Bob Bob? Um, lazy narration? That'll do! And now they arrive once again at the palace of King Eurystes, who is also, conveniently, waiting outside. Wow. Wow, you've, you've just given up, haven't you? Shut up! Is that him? In the distance, is that Heracles? Judging by the crowd of well-wishers following him and chanting, Heracles, I'd say that it was. But he should be dead. How is he consistently not dead? Does he have a golden hand with him? It's hard to tell, sire. I can't see properly for the great shimmering blob of gold that's walking next to him. By Hades' whiskers, he's done it again. Well, at least we'll have another attraction for the royal menagerie. That skateboarding otter is getting rather stale. Hail to you, great king. I have brought you the magical Golden Hind of Artemis. So you have. Well, 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 well done. How did you ever catch that? I ran after it, sire. You ran? Is that all? And when you caught it, did Lady Artemis not pump your fat head full of arrows? Well, a bit. But then we agreed that I could bring the Hind to you. What do you think of it? Very shiny, isn't it? I suppose so. Well, don't stand on ceremony. Bring it Great here. King! If you were to come and claim it for yourself, then in a way it would have been you who captured the Golden Hind. 
folk would sing your name and acclaim you as a hero, and not a massive bumhead. Oh, yes. Yes, they would. Very well, I shall drag it to the Royal Zoo myself. Come here, you ostentatious creature! But as the king reaches forward to grab the golden hind by its cute little antlers, the hind gives a twitch of its little ears and takes off like a streak of lightning, throwing a great cloud of humiliating dust in the king's stupid face. Goodbye, my friend. We'll have to go jogging again sometimes. And oh, I'm sorry, Lord King. You appear to be eating its dust. Goodbye, my friend. We'll have to go jogging again sometime. And oh, oh, I'm sorry, Lord King. You appear to be eating its dust. Well, you think this is funny, do you? Hmm? You big jerk. Well, I don't have the scenarian hind, so this labour doesn't count. Well, I think you'll find that the labour was only to bring you the hind, which I did, and you let it run off, which was pretty careless of you. You might say you've paid dearly for it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And so, on yet another laboured pun... I'm wasted here, I really am. Uncle bob I must ask, because it's written down, how does Heracles catch the Golden Hind in the classic version of the tale? Um, shoots it in the leg with an arrow. Is that it? Yep. We could have landed that in five minutes. Distance, as any runner will tell you, is its own reward. Just like... Distance, as any runner will tell you, is its own reward. Just like... The silly! History, boys. And for all the jogging references, soppy bits, and dreadful deer puns, we are, as always, sorry. sorry. Dear Hard. Heracles Part 4, or as I have wittily coined it, Episode 61, was written, produced, and mouthed by the Silly History Boys. The part of Heracles was played by the godlike Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. The parts of Heracles Superfan, long-suffering waitress, and narration, <laughs> like that's a thing, was played by the even more godlike dear Uncle Bob Bob, Rob Bond. The parts of another Heracles Superfan, a wonderful hairy hunter, the butler, and it says here even more narration, but we've established that's not a thing, was played by the, I don't know what's above a god, but Pear Bear found it, Stew the Pear Bear Perry. King Eurystes, another hairy hunter, most excellent, the fisherman, and it says here some narration, but again, you know, whatever, was played by the, well, I don't know, what's above Above a god, I mean, we're straying into Q territory. Here, take that, history podcasts. <laughs> was played by Tom Tombo Fermor. The part of Hera was played by Jess. Jeff Beanbag Greengrass. Blame the pear bear for your name there, Jess. The part of Artemis was played by Gemma Von Bon Bon Bob Bob Bond. Gemma, Gemma Bond. <laughs> I still don't know what name we're giving her. Music and special effects, things that go slash, zap and splat. We'll buy Zapsblatt. Check them out at zapsblatt.com. 
More music by the wonderful Scott Buckley. Check him out. And new music from Brandon and Derek Fector. Fichter. Ah, oh, I googled this. Fichter? Music by Brandon and Derek Fichter. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We're all over the place typing the silly history boys. Or perhaps you want to be like our new best buds, Angela, the Admiral and Big Deanie P by buying us a coffee on Ko-Fi. The details will be in the show notes, folks. Thank you, you three, Angela, the Admiral and Big Deanie P. We shall have many a coffee upon you. Well, that's it. We will be back for our Christmas special, folks. Ooh, it's getting so close. See you later. Bye. Now, that sound in the background is not having me having a wee. That is... Um, that is the soil pipe uh, running from the outside of the house through the garage. Uh, gosh, that was an awful sound. It, genuinely, it wasn't me. Okay, next line. <laughs>